Today is a great day to be a Tiger. JSU by 40 campaign. Coach Taylor, I was just thinking, I was sitting in my office and we were talking about Jackson State Athletics, the tradition of Jackson State. You played here. What if 50,000 alums gave $40 a month for 12 months? Man, that would be huge. That's money in the bank for hey, athletic well, programs. Let's do this, Coach. I'm challenging all 50,000 alumni of Jackson State University, supporters, fans. Let's give $40 a month to JSU by 40 campaign. 12 months, 12 million. September to August, let's win championships in the classroom. Let's support Jackson State University. Let's support athletics. And let's make sure our coaches and our student athletes are successful. So again, Coach Taylor and I are challenging you, all 50,000 alums, $40 a month for 12 months to support Jackson State athletics. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Support the JSU by 40 campaign. Visit GoJSUTigers.com forward slash JSU by 40. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Y'all know who it is. It's your main man, Ken Clark. Got another special guest in the building. We got the Assistant Athletic Director of External Operations and the Director of the Stadium, Mr. Terrence Jones. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. What's going on, buddy? Hey, it's always a pleasure to be here, Ken, man. I hope all is well with you and yours. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'm I'm happy, man. We we ready to play in the vet, man. <laughs> I know yeah. everybody, all the fans have been really, uh, well, most most importantly, Coach TC and his staff and the players have been excited about finally being able to play at home, uh, a, a grueling road trip. But now we get to come come back home to the vet, man, and uh, we're excited about that. But as far as this, you know, it's the same business as usual, Tiger Talk. We we try to get in and, con and communicate with those that the Tigers want to listen to and talk to, and uh, we're happy to have you back home, brother. Oh, it's an absolute honor and a privilege. I appreciate you all having me. No problem. No problem at all. First off, we just want to, you know, how's the week been for you, man, leading up to the first home game for you and your team? I see you still at the stadium working. We appreciate you for uh, taking some time out today, to, your busy day, to sit down with us for a second and uh, and uh, give us some of your time, man. But we appreciate that. But I'm pretty sure it's been hectic. Speak to that a little bit. Oh, yeah. We've just been, um, you know, trying to pull and, and put everything together uh, to just kind of make sure that the experience is a good one uh, when people come to the vet this weekend, um, you know, working on some maintenance things and uh, just, just prepping just all this stuff. You know, we haven't 
really had a, a major event in here since graduation and then the spring game. So, um, you know, over time, you know, you just want to make sure that you're going in and, and checking on the things that need to be checked on and make sure all the light switches work and all that stuff and uh, just mm-hmm. getting everything ready to receive our fans. Awesome. Awesome. I know uh, we had you on the show uh, last year um, mm-hmm. and you, you dropped a lot of gems on us. One in particular, I know you did is this would be the second year we're going into the season with the, uh, the awesome season ticket cards and, 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 and just that amongst so many other things, you know, um, is anything different this year, you know, that fans need to be aware of? I, well, I, I actually, I commend the fans uh, this year because the process was way, way easier this year. Uh, we weren't uh, having to work through two different systems to make one. Um, and we sent out reservations beginning on February 1st. Um, and everybody immediately start, you know, responding and picking up, uh, you know, their, their ticket links and all that. So uh, we've, we haven't had any lines uh, over here uh, in wow. regards to that. And then when uh, the time came to pick up, it was a very simple process. We had everything packaged up. If you got tickets and parking, when you came to pick up your stuff, it was already packaged and waiting on you. You give us your name, we give you your package, you sign and you have a, a great day. So um, that whole situation has been streamlined um, and we feel really good about uh, where it's headed and, and, and how it'll help uh, help us in the future. Awesome. Is there, um, when you speak of just how fans have been, uh, I know just speaking with, you know, uh, Vaughn, who's uh, has the ticket office for you, and just talking about the importance of everyone taking advantage of this week, you know, uh, getting there, making sure that everyone has their season tickets, has their mm-hmm. tailgate park, uh, uh, parking slip, has their uh, parking passes, because on Saturday, I, I would think that you guys would be all, you know, all locked in on the day of the game and not so much as dealing with any of that stuff. Is there – uh, any type of messaging out there that you'd like to possibly uh, communicate with fans or even, or even speak to the process of how you'd hope that would be? Yeah, the hope is, is everybody has taken the time and, and, you know, come by and picked up whatever you need. But if you find yourself being a late bloomer in that regard and uh, you arrive in town on Friday uh, during hours, I was, we'll, we'll uh, be here. Um, we'll be able to get it to you. Um, and that way you don't have to run around or, or, or jump through a bunch of hoops on Saturday. But um, our hope is that everybody that, uh, that that purchased something, you have what you need. And uh, we look forward to hosting you all uh, on Saturday. Okay. Um, good deal. So game prep, you know, like I said, there's a lot that goes into game prep. You know, uh, you, you, I mean, mm-hmm. with the, painting of the field, like you said, checking them, checking of the lights. Is there, is there like, kind of give us a behind the scenes, uh, just in, in your own words, kind of what all goes into game prep for those of us that does not understand. We show up, the lights are on, the field is painted, everything's ready to rock and roll. We scanning our QR codes or, you know, and we're ready to sit down and hear the boom come in. But prior to that, mm-hmm. there's just so much that's happening. Uh, but speak to that, kind of give us a somewhat of a brief synopsis of what that looks like. Yeah, we, um, I mean, we continuously have men um, that ranges from every everybody with Homeland Security, FBI, um, campus security, um, all of our uh, 
vendors uh, and all of that. So we, we have those meetings, which are continuous all year long. Um, and then, you know, we flip the switch and I'm meeting with vendors that may need to do some work, making sure that the elevators uh, are properly functioning, um, all of that stuff. And then we work on the cleanliness of the stadium, trying to get, you know, stuff scrubbed down and, and cleaned up uh, in, in such a way uh, where we'll be ready to go on game day. Um, you know, power washing, just doing a little bit of everything, really. Um, and then ultimately, when it gets to game week, uh, like you said, painting the fields, uh, making sure that um, everything is built at the right height, making sure that the field has the right amount of moisture in it. Um, there, there are a ton of things uh, that pertain to a playing surface that if you, you know, if, if that's not necessarily your thing, right, you, you wouldn't necessarily know. All you know is the grass is either green or it's brown, but there are a lot of things that go into it to make sure that it's a proper playing surface uh, for the student athletes to uh, ultimately help reduce injury and, and things of the like. So uh, we take all of that very seriously and, uh, you know, we take great pride in it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, first game is going to be a an evening game, man. We got a 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. kickoff. Um, mm -hmm. I know a lot of our fans are excited about that. I mean, I think the first last year, the first game against Grambling was brutal. It was in the middle of the heat. Middle, you know, it was it was it was something to deal with. This this heat has been a little different. But uh is there anything is there a different preparation? As I'm pretty sure there is, uh, but we'll speak to the difference between preparing for say a day game as opposed to this being a, a evening game outside of the lights. <laughs> yeah. So um a day game is simply just that it's a day game, but a, a night game or an evening game turns into a day, really two days wrapped up into one event because you got the lead in and then you kind of not necessarily just sit, but you got all day of that event day and then you catch it on that night. And then depending on, you know, how you finish up and all that, it rolls over into the next day. So, hmm it it, it kind of elongates um uh how we have to prepare um how we strategize and 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 you know man hours and all that other stuff to make sure that everything is clicking on all cylinders because you know if it was a day game okay everybody come in in the morning we set up everything and then you know by the time the sun goes down we pretty much are you know closing the curtain so to speak well in this right. particular regard the sun goes down we're we're opening up everything, it'll roll into the event. Then after that, a lot of people are gonna go back and continue to tailgate into Sunday uh, or whatever. And then, you know, from there, then we catch it on the back end to reset it and, and uh, just prepare and, and get ready for whatever comes next. Mm. That's that's good stuff to know. So let me, let me ask you this, uh, we, we just come from you know, San Marcos, right? We come from Texas State and we see we, we've been to multiple stadiums in 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 our four game road sled, you know, the first part of the season. And you look mm -hmm. at some of this kind of the game day uh, experience type stuff, you know, with student sections and artificial noise makers and, and you know, like the way the use of the jumbotron in order to create. Uh, an advantage and communicate to the fans. Is that something, is that something that, you know, um, hopefully that we'll be able to uh, utilize and, and like speak to what maybe fans that, you know, let me see how I can put it. 
Are there any changes to what we've used to doing? Is there is there some new things coming down the pipe that you can speak to? Is that because I know for me, I've always wanted to see the jumbotron utilized a little bit more to kind of engage with the fans during the game. You know, get up, make mm -hmm. some noise on third down, noise meters, and all that stuff. But um, mm -hmm. you've seen that type of stuff. What's the uh, is there a plan to possibly incorporate some of those things to enhance the game day experience? Yeah, I, I believe it, it, we always want to work toward. Um, making sure that our game day experience is, is like none other. Um, you know, everything from the coordination with the boom to, you know, getting people involved and cheering, you know, the DJ dropping certain songs on, uh, you know, certain certain moments of the game. I think all of that plays a role. Um, I think um, one of the bigger things is, is uh, that we are capturing the, the, the essence and making sure that we're being the absolute best Jackson State we can be. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean, some of our traditions may not necessarily fit well in other markets, just the same as right. some of the stuff that happens in other markets may not fit well in ours. Uh, we have been meeting with um, our student leadership uh, and, and okay. finding out and, and getting our hands on the pulse of some of the things that they want to do. I think you'll see some things that look a little different this week. Um, and and they, they're going to play a huge part um, in, in how... The, the game experience is shaped going forward. But, no, we're really excited. And, um, you know, we got some things that, you know, you just got to be here to see. Uh, so yeah, like if, you don't, if you don't have a ticket, uh, you still got time. Go ahead and make sure you got that ticket locked in so you can come on by the vet. I saw something out there where it talked about the students. So I guess there's a, they're using a form of text and through communication. Is that what we're referencing where they're communicating kind of amongst themselves to – um, just kind of coordinate a little bit better amongst the student body. Because, you know, the student section, man, the students are the ones that can really, uh, I would say, tilt the scale for, for, for a fan base from a, a just a just an, a competitive advantage. You know, you come to, to the vet, man, it's big 60,000-seat stadium. Mm -hmm. And we love it when it's full, when it's packed out, and, and it's mm -hmm. rocking. We got to be hostile. So that, that's encouraging to hear. And seeing some of the stuff that we've seen out there, like I said, that gives our fans something to be excited about. And then, two, the fans can also join in. You know what I mean? Like, we we, we got our chance. We know what to do, you know. Uh, we hear the sound on third down. We know to get up and make some noise. Now, yeah. I, te I tend to be one that don't like to make a lot of noise when we on offense in the red zone. But, hey, we do things a little different in Jackson State. But, but um, one thing I did have uh, in relation to the stadium, because uh, it's something that always comes up. Uh, we'll still see the banner uh, above that section. Uh, in the in the in the, in the state, okay. Good yep, deal. It, it, it'll, it'll be there this season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that was something that um we just wanted to make sure folks understood. Much is going to be much is the same. How about from a lighting standpoint? Did we do anything a little different? Um, because uh, I know this year we will we have two evening games. Usually homecoming and and um, what was the other game? That's daytime. Homecoming and Alcorn, those usually are your, your early games, right? But I think we got Bethune-Cookman and Texas Southern is going to be those two evening games in the slot. So, no, um, well, uh, we don't we don't have – Actually, got one. Texas Southern as an evening game. Yeah, that's we correct. I just thought about that. That's actually high school day. That's a daytime game. Never mind. I, I correct myself on that. You're right. Yep, so, just is. this game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, yep. good deal. Yep, yep. You, uh, you got a uh, you got one shot at it. 
All right, well, we're going to make it work. And honestly, going toward the back part of the season, though, we know the weather changes anyway. So for those of us that don't like temperatures below 45 degrees, we actually appreciate the sun and like the daytime game. It was just the heat toward the early part of the season. So I guess being on the road kind of helped a little bit uh, to, to get away from some of that. But um, yeah. but you spoke about tickets, go, though. Yeah, temperatures going to get a little nippy. Uh, uh, this weekend, uh, they'll they'll dip down into the 60s uh, uh, when we're playing on Saturday. So that's uh, perfect football ready. weather to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll start off, man. I I like it, man. I, I like it a lot. I mean, it's uh, it'll be cool, man. It'd be nice and breezy. We don't have to worry about any of the elements. I I tend, I, I peek my head under the tent to look at the uh, forecast. So it looks like we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, in in a good good environment for football uh, Saturday night. Or Saturday evening, But when you spoke about uh, tickets, being making sure that folks have their tickets to be there, um, can we talk about the, you know, the fans that didn't take advantage of season tickets? What we hit around? I, I know we season ticket sales. I think we got around what sixty one hundred. Uh, we fell a little shy of what we did the previous year. Um, mm -hmm. Can you speak to the importance for those fans that still like to walk up to? you know, to purchase the tickets or wait and just purchase single game tickets, you know, because um, we always, I don't think, I'm not going to say they don't, they don't know. I, I think that the messaging needs to be um, impactful when we understand the importance of, of how we use the data, like the 6,100 season tickets sold. What would that do for Jackson State football if we can take that 6,100 and move it to 15,000 or 20,000 season tickets sold? Yeah, that I mean that that's always been a, a, a big push. That's always been a, a big goal of ours. Uh, when you when you sell a season ticket, that that's that's a, a guarantee that uh, somebody's looking to, to to make that type of investment into the program, into the student athletes, uh, and things of the like. Not not that we don't want people buying single game tickets, but uh, we we. Regardless if you're on the home side or the perceived away side, every seat in the stadium belongs to Jackson State. So um, the more season tickets we sell, the more it gives us that competitive advantage, the more it gives us that high-style uh, environment to play in that you talk, talk about, and it, it gives us the opportunity uh, to do more as it relates to the fan engagement things. It's almost like, a, you know, if I invite you to my wedding, uh, you know, it's an RSVP type deal. And if you don't RSVP, you know, I'm you my man and all. I'm not saying you can't pull up, but you, you may not have a plate, you know. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know, we want everybody to RSVP by way of go ahead and locking in those season tickets. Because if you don't, uh, when you add up the cost and you still end up coming to all four games and you're just waiting to buy those tickets, you may end up finding that you really just purchased three season tickets versus just purchasing the one. It's a great way of putting it. Um, I love to see, you know, us get to that place. I think, do you think that maybe the, la the lack of urgency and in, in, in for us to, because this is the, always the, 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 I guess the confusion for, for, for us, you know, we, we average the most fans in all FCS, you know, anywhere mm -hmm. from 33 to we were 42,000, give or take mm -hmm. a few seats uh, last year, 40,000 right. a year prior to that. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the ticket sales, it doesn't, the season ticket sales, it doesn't never match 
the actual output. So obviously there was a lot of single game tickets that sold because you have mm-hmm. to have a ticket to get into the game. Um, right. Do you feel that maybe because of the size of the stadium and the fact that people don't feel like they, they're going to always have a seat? You know what I mean? Like what we, we've had so many different com- ways to have the same conversation from mm-hmm. your own perspective. Like how do we take this 42 number and, and steal some of those seating, sing- those single game ticket uh, buyers and move them to the season ticket purchasers? Like what would what do you think in your in, in your estimation as to what could help change that number and and and, and kind of shift it a little bit? I think uh, from from my standpoint, it's just getting the message out there earlier and often, uh, just continuing to kind of beat the drum and, and remind people that hey, this is what we got going on. Now, some people they're just late purchasers. If I tell people uh, one year that the last day to buy season tickets is January first, right? December 31st, they're going to be kicking down my door. Some people are going to wait till January 3rd, right? But if I tell people that my last day for season tickets is July 31st, guess what they're going to do? They're going to wait. You know, so a lot of times people want the information, but when we provide the information of when we're doing certain things, they wait, and then you still got a bunch of people that's going to say, why didn't know? Um, So... Uh, I have to do a better job of making sure that we're communicating to our fans and our stakeholders uh, what the dates are, uh, when we're accepting things, when things go on sale, when it goes off. The one thing that I never, ever have to worry about is tailgating and parking. Tailgating and parking has been sold out since March 27th of 2023. Wow. It's going to evaporate. Uh, But, you know, um, that's because guess what? You don't have – the 60,000 type of vibe going on with that. So it's supply and demand, it's basic economics. And, you know, and we do everything that we can to educate our folks. But once I can start walking in a room and saying, hey, I sold 20,000 season tickets this year, you better get in the number. If not, you may not even have a seat. Mm. Once, once we get along, you know, looking at things from that particular perspective and put some pressure on it, People always feel like, oh, I'll just buy them later, you know. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit more educating, a, a little bit more of just uh, keep pushing the envelope in, in, in our particular regard and getting the word out. That makes sense. I mean, it also drives to another point where that conversation that always comes up is about the stadium. You know, we, we've been at the vet since I've been alive, man. Mm-hmm. There's always these conversations about a new stadium, a possible potential stadium on campus, all this other stuff. Obviously, we know that if that ever happens, which we, you know, it could go either way, whatever. That's the mm-hmm. plan. We've heard that, right? Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be 60,000. I can tell you that much. That, that I don't see us mm-hmm. re, you know, redoing a 60,000 seat stadium. And I'm not even no. trying to get to a number, but you shave right. off, you shave off 20,000. You know, let's say you get to a 38,000, 35,000, 40,000 mm-hmm. seat stadium mm-hmm. with, a, with, a, with a fan base that has averaged 42, yeah, it's going to be a little urgency then. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> the, the other thing is, guess what I'm going to do? Guess who's going to have first right of refusal? The ones that were purchasing at the 60,000 seat stadium. The, the ones that was with us shooting in the gym. <laughs> and- I like it. You know, and, and if you're one of those people, not that we don't value you as a fan or anything like that, don't get us wrong, but I'm going to go with somebody that's definitely supported us at RSVP time and time again. 
uh, you know, before I just, somebody that may come, somebody that may not come, you know, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll remember the, the, the true blue faithful. We'll, we'll, we'll always do that. And we always want to reward that. Uh, and I'll, I'll give one more question in regards to, to this, that alone. Um, Cause the question always comes up and I, I don't, I don't have the information to, and I'm not even expecting you to even disclose some of the stuff, but that's always been kind of a curiosity for those of us that are wondering, like, you know, where are we with the idea of a, of a, of a potential uh, new stadium? We know that there's a lot that comes with that. Uh, I would just ask it this way. Um, but then the next few years, is that a real reality for, for, for Jackson State University to one day really leave the vet and potentially relocate to a new on-campus stadium, state-of-the-art new facility? Like, is that something that's really, you know, in the works or uh, maybe we're closer than we think we are? Because I, I don't have to know I love the vet. You know what I'm saying? If I had mm -hmm. it my way, Terrence, I, if I had the money, I would love to renovate it. But that's because that's all I know, you know. But when you mm -hmm. go to some of these places and you go down to the Senior Bowl, you go over to the stadium we was just at, you go to some of these stadiums and they're talking about a 30,000, 35,000, you know, seat stadium with upgraded technologies. You know, mm -hmm. we're talking about luxury suites. We're talking about a new press box. We're talking about amazing lighting. And you're talking about being able to capture – that on-campus vibe, you know, for student athletes and it, it enhances the quality. So then it kind of makes you say, you know what, I love the vet, but hey, I, I'm okay with a new thing, you know? So mm -hmm. what's the real, what's the, what's what's the, you hear one thing, you hear another thing, and usually the truth usually somewhere around in the middle, uh, based off what you can express, uh, kind of mm -hmm. speak to that if you can. Uh, I, I would just say, just know that, uh, that Jackson State has the hardest working vice president of athletics in the business, uh, in mm -hmm. Ashley Robinson. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and just know that um, he's always thinking of ways to be bigger and be better. Um, and uh, he is having a lot of meetings uh, with, with the right individuals uh, that have the propensity to hopefully uh, get us where we want to be. Uh, I say all that to say, that you're never as far off as you think. Uh, just have faith in the leadership um, and, yeah. and, and that he is uh, moving on in, in our behalf in the right way. And, uh, you know, he ain't steered us wrong yet. So we, we're going to see how that works out. Not at all. Hey, I, I appreciate you for, for sharing that. I, I'll say this before we get ready to close this one up. Anything that you have that you feel is um, – that you'd like to share with Tiger Nation via Tiger Talk uh, that we haven't uh, already discussed? Yeah, we're going to be uh, releasing uh, later on this week our Know Before You Go, just some some tips and some tidbits uh, that, that help everybody um, have an a, a easier game day experience. Um, some of the things that you'll see on there, um, you know, we'll talk about our opening and closing times for this weekend with our ticket office. Uh, we'll talk about, um, you know, when gates open uh, for tailgating. We'll talk about all of the things that it, whether you're a Bethune-Cookman fan or a JSU fan uh, coming in, you'll, you'll have a little bit of information to be able to navigate coming into the vet and, and having a wonderful experience. So that's something that we want to do before every game um, and, and get the information out so that hopefully – um, everybody can have their questions answered. And we are definitely and almost certainly we are a clear bag stadium. We are a clear bag stadium. We are a clear bag stadium. Please <laughs> operate under those guidelines. We are a clear bag stadium. 
I think they got it. If they don't, they'll know on the game day. <laughs> a clear we bag do, we do not want to send anybody back to your car after you've marched up there to the gate. Uh, speaking of, uh, we still uh, – we, we should be – I know we did a really good job of opening multiple gates last year. Uh, we still yep. on par for that this season. Okay. Yep. Yep, we are. Good deal. Good deal. Before you get out of here, got anybody? You want to shout out your team? I know Vaughn's oh, always yeah. working hard. And, oh, you know. man. Listen, I got <laughs> – some of the hardest working ladies in show business. Uh want your strata, you know, Vaughn, tell your strata. Like I look, that whole crew, man, they come in and, and, and they help us uh get it done. But none of this could, could be done without the leadership of A. D. Robinson and you know and an assistant uh AVP uh Elise Wells Kilbert and, and just the whole crew, man. That's a, a total collaborative team effort and none of us could function without each other. So uh, it's definitely a shout out to the leadership and we appreciate everything and we appreciate, you know, people like you that, that help us, uh, you know, push our message and, and get the word out. A lot of times, you know, we call on you guys to help us get the word out to the Tiger faithful just so that they'll be in the know. And that's that's what I feel like keeps up, keeps us in front of the, the you know, the rest of the SWAC and, and other schools at FCS because we have uh, folks like you working behind the scenes. I appreciate that. You know, I'm. You know, when you say me, there's a the Corey C, Zoe, the whole crew. You know, everybody that's part of what we do, and we we it's a labor of love. We continue to try to do it, but like I said, we appreciate you, hard work that you do. You know, we know the stadium is going to be in great shape. We know the field's going to look good. It's going to be colored in just fine. And I know we we kind of stole some of your time, so we want to give you back the time and just say. Uh, how much we appreciate you and everyone you just mentioned for all the hard work you guys are doing. We're excited to be in the vet this weekend, and uh, it is a red out, so to all the Tiger Nation, pack it, pack the vet. Uh, again, we have Mr. Terrence Jones, Assistant Athletic Director of External Operations and the Director of the Vet. Do y'all love Go Tigers? We'll see y'all on Saturday. Appreciate you, Terrence, for sitting down with us, man. All right. Appreciate you. Go Tigers. All right, brother. Take care. All right. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club is presented by Bet Online.